love cool safe chicks it's your girl day i'm denisa this is lauren and i'm ayana and you're tuned into saved girl secret lauren why you sound scared <laughs> this is lauren this is lauren <laughs> like voice was mad shaky is you all right she ain't never scared are you nervous Listen, it's been an interesting couple weeks, okay? Talk about it. I just, it's funny. <laughs> this this don't got nothing to do with our episode. Listen, <laughs> real interesting. Real interesting. I literally Lord. was on the way to, you know, the city today, and I was just like, Lord, I thank you that I can go and just take my hands and go into prayer and not throw hands no more. Because that. It just throw hands, throw hands, you know. Damn, that is gross, you know. It's gross. I aspire to be there. Listen, I just it's funny. I thought about, mm-hmm. are you really recording? <laughs> <laughs> Video, we're right keeping it, we're keeping it, y'all. Y'all gonna have to hear that little snippet. Okay. I'm just like, Ayana, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on Lord to do it, ma'am. So she'll do that head to in a minute. Just unprofessional. <laughs> you didn't have to call Whoa. it out. I was putting it on vibrate. <laughs> If nobody would have known. No, every, yeah, they would have known. We could hear it. <laughs> they would have known. Like, no, they, they nobody would have known who had done it. I don't know what March has in store for us. Okay. A lot. It has to. I have but expectations. I just, Cause Cause I had, listen, I, I had my lawyer on speed down the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Someone please call 911. <laughs> hey, I'm like Medea. I said I was going to hit her so hard. I just, I just thought of the goodness of Jesus and uh, all that he has brought me from. Come on. Okay. It is really just, it's real out here. I don't think you realize how much you've grown until you're put in a situation and you give a whole different type of response to the same type of situation. That's real. Mm-hmm. What you about to say, Ayana? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> not. I was going to mess with you, but nothing. It's fine. You could come because I came for you earlier. So, I mean, it's. Her phone was ringing. <laughs> <laughs> Vibrating on the couch. <laughs> on I the mean, studio couch. But yours was singing. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a whole different thing. All right. But let's. um. Let's get into the what I had. What is the topic? We ain't even We're talking about worth it. You're right. I got We're a story. We're talking about worth it. What's We're your story day? So we just came out of February, which is the love month, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking about like how before, like you know how like that first time you like fall in love and you just like so in love and you just like oh my god. I'm just so in love. Yeah. And then it don't work out. And then you just be like, "Mm, forget love. I ain't never going to be in love again. (laughs) And I realized for me, when that happened to me, I turned like the attention I would give to love to my work. And I just became this person who was very like, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Intentional about just like throwing themselves into their work. And I remember my best friend, Leslie, used to always tell me, she was like, every time you ever go through a heartbreak, you always do your best work. She was like, you write a book, you get a job, you get a this, you get that. (laughs) She was just like, you just be on it. And I think for so long I had done that. And now I'm learning to like balance out trying to like be in love 
and also be good at work and still like drink water and be a good friend and wax my legs. And it's just a lot. But in doing all of that, I realized that it was almost as though when I saw people like getting married and having families mm-hmm. and that being like, oh, that's the thing that you as a woman are supposed to do that. I was like, well, I'm going to excel in my job and I'm going to be the best at everything that I do so that I can have accolades for that. And so I I took what people saw as making someone like a worthy woman And for me, I attached it to something else. So it wasn't attached Mm -hmm. to like having kids and being married and all of those things. But I attached it to my work. And it came Mm -hmm. up for me a couple weeks ago when we were having like that low key slumber party. Mm -hmm. Y'all remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of us was there, right? Yes. All of us was there. Crying. I shed a tear too. Who says I'm about crying? Shed no tears. Who was crying? <laughs> Leave me alone. I was just appreciating yeah. the vulnerability. Dang. Wait, you was crying? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was dope. I've I'd never experienced something like that with a multi-generational group of women. Too. Yeah, I, I don't remember it. you crying. Though. I don't remember you crying. I, I mean, crying. I wasn't boo but I did. Was like, okay, this. It was a thug dope. tear. Like, yeah, it was in your throat. Yeah. It was in your throat, Denise. Well, moving Woo! right along, moving right along. <laughs> um, but on that night, we were talking about birth, and I realized that I had long ago attached my worth to my work. And it was like, if I didn't do a good job, then I felt like I wasn't a good person. Or if I didn't finish, you know, all the things on my to-do list or you know, knock something out of the park the way that I thought I should have. I can't just go home and have a good rest of my day at home. It's like I take that feeling from I didn't do a good job today at work or somebody wasn't pleased with my presentation or my proposal or whatever. And I take that home with me. Mm. And I got to the realization that I had to stop attaching my value to what I did for a living and Mm -hmm. how good I was at it. That if I am going to get anywhere in life, I have to realize that my worth is in God. And it sounds super cliche, but I think I'm just coming to a space where I'm realizing that my value isn't attached to my relationship and I'm balancing that. You know what I mean? And my value isn't attached to how much money I make or what I do at work. Like my worth is tied into who God calls me mm-hmm. and me being good at being that. So I don't know. How do y'all feel? Have y'all, do y'all think that you're the type of people who before this conversation tied your value into something outside of, I don't know what the word says or what God says or. I, I definitely, I, I, I feel like every woman has done it, even if they didn't realize they did it. Yeah. Um, I know for me personally. That's good. And others do it to you. Yes. Yeah. Other, others do it to you. Um, I know me personally, I feel like in different points of my life, I've put pressure on being at one point is making sure to be a good wife. Um, another point was, okay, with my job, making sure to um, be the best business owner and the best hairstylist ever. Um, and that pressure of that. And then 
uh, most recently, the pressure of being the best mom. Um, what does being the best look like, though? Um, just making sure you have it all together. And it's weird because it's like and and I feel like I feel like it comes from comparison. I was just thinking the that. pressure <laughs> comes from comparison. So, like, let's say if I can I'll use parenting, for instance, um, you know, Haven was born around the time that a whole bunch of other kids was born. You know, it was a big oh, baby yeah, boom. Busy. Yeah, it was a big baby <laughs> boom in 2018. What was that marriage that. ministry? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think it was a specific. Go ahead. No, I don't think it was a specific time or anything. But um, I know, you know, you'll look on social media and you'll see like, oh, yeah, such and such kid is doing this. Such and such kid doing this. And uh, for, you know, for a good year and almost year and a half, Haven was at home with us. And um, before she started school. So it was certain things I could teach her, you know, myself. But then I'm seeing people's kids online. They doing this. They doing other things. I'm like, she don't know how to do that yet. Uh, you know, and it would make you feel some type of way. Or I've had moms DM me and be like, oh, my child isn't doing that yet. And I'm like, girl, no pressure. No pressure. She just learned this yesterday. She just catches on <laughs> quick. <laughs> and like, no pressure. So I feel like um, when you get... You, you put your worth into specific things going on in your life. A lot of time it it's comparison. It's definitely comparison. It comes from comparison. And I know I've done that. Um, but I feel like I'm at a place where I just don't care anymore. So I'm good, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it comes from pressure. Like, um, <clears throat> it made me think about my experience of uh, becoming a designer. Mm-hmm. And... That experience started off really, really rough for me because um, I was in an environment, and I still am, I'm just going to be truthful. I'm still in an environment where I'm the only one that looks like me. So um, with that being the case, I felt like I have to be the best. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because, yeah. you know, they always say as a black woman, you got to work twice as hard. To have half of what they have. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is true, though. That is true. It's true, but it's pressure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because it's now pressure. it's like, I feel like I got all my ancestors on my shoulders. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I got to do this for the, for the whole nation of black do people. It for the <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, right. Well, do it for us, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are so sure to, yeah, <laughs> But, um... Genuinely, that's that's how I felt. So I would literally put pressure on myself every day. Like I would not, I honestly could not put myself in a position where I could compare myself with any of my peers because when I looked at them, I was like, "You're not me. Like you don't look like me. You don't come. You know, you're not. You're not you didn't come from where I come from. And it's not like I came from anything rough. But I was, it was like, just like, where are you going? Yeah, from? I didn't tell, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm over here, you know, telling a sob story. But it's like when I look at myself in the mirror, like I'm a black woman, you know, and when I look at, when I look at this industry, like I don't see a whole lot of women like me. So mm-hmm. I feel like I got to do this for all the black women who aspire to be like, you know, <laughs> I got to pave the way. Right. Yes. right. But mm-hmm. it's like I'm adding all this pressure on right. myself. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to lie with me doing that. I was able to exceed to a level that I was satisfied. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit up here and say, well, because I did put that pressure on myself, I wasn't able, you know, to really, you know, do what I needed to do. That's a lot because I did. But I feel like if the pressure is putting you in a position where it's now unhealthy, because mm-hmm. I have done that too. 
That was a part of the process. I've put so much pressure on myself. I've literally had to check myself into the hospital because I was literally yeah. that stressed. Um, but I had to learn I how to, you. I had to learn how to balance it. You know, I'm like, if I'm going to do this pressure thing, <laughs> you know, to make myself be better at whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm going to have to learn how to balance. Okay, Lauren. Yeah. You're going to add pressure on maybe Monday and Tuesday, but maybe let's say Wednesday and Thursday, you find another thing to do that relieves the pressure, right? Relieve stress. Yeah. So, um, that's all I, I wanted to say. I was like, you know, if, if you're if you're putting your your worth in what you do, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I do it. And like I said earlier, other people do it to you. And I, I think it's hard not to do it sometimes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because it's like I even said this in like that article for Voyage or whatever. I said when you meet people, oftentimes the first thing they ask you is, "What do you do?" Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So it automatically makes you like culturally, it's just yeah, like, it's mm-hmm. like you automatically now have to go down your resume. Oh, yep. I'm a this, I'm a that, I do I'm this. A, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I do that. Yeah, I'm an architect. I am the founder. <laughs> right. You know what? I just thought about something with that in particular. It's crazy because with me, I used to feel like being a hairstylist wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Because when I would talk to people, they'd be like, so what do you do? And I would be in certain rooms with people who did. Does you know, hairstylist versus cosmetologist, is that make a difference or? It's the same thing. But like you, because you get a cosmetology diploma. So you're a co- technically a cosmetologist, but by trade, you're just called a hairstylist. Gotcha. So I would never introduce myself as a cosmetologist. I just would say hairstylist. And I used to feel like I would either get two, I would, I would get two things. I would get, oh, or, oh, like, you know, this kind of, oh, that's all you do type of thing. So, um, I don't know. I just, now that you say that, I'm like, that's crazy. Like I would feel like you did do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I know I would feel some type of way, but also on the flip side, what you said with other people giving putting pressure on on you, you. like what you're doing is not enough. Yeah. It's not, you know. I think like in my letter, I said I got to a point where I literally started to resent my degrees, mm. like because I I got tired of going down the resume. Like I got tired of like when people ask me questions, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm an architect. What? You know, that's usually the first response, because, of course, it's not a whole lot of black women that that's mm, architecture. Right. right. So um, but then after that, it was like, but I'm so much more, you know, like, mm. I I like that's, that's you know? I'm having a whole full circle moment just listening to this because it's hilarious because I, I asked a client of mine. I was like, oh, you know, saw some transactions, you know, and I was like, okay, I was like, okay so what, tell, what exactly is it that you do? And he was like, you know, there are several things. And my expectation was him to read off a list of how <laughs> making this money. Right. <laughs> 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 basically but i kid you not guys he looked at me and he was like you know he's like i'm a father and a great husband i kid yeah. you not that's what wow. he started with and i felt in the moment i was like oh you put your foot in your mouth and you know like a minute i was like oh maybe i shouldn't have asked that question i've asked it several times and i don't see anything wrong with asking that question but he started reading off a list and then at the end and he was like well but how i'm making my money is boom 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 and i was like thank you i would have never you know the fact that you put so much value and so much pride and i love that we're having this worth conversation because at the end of the day it's what you're putting the value on and yeah. what that thing is worth to you yeah. right can, so go ahead Mm-mm, go ahead i won't cut you off i go uh, after you <laughs> so 
in that moment, I had that same, like, oh, like, That's wow. Tight. Like, how many times have I asked this question? No, I've probably asked the question a hundred times and that's not even me exaggerating mm-hmm. I literally ask that question it's one of my favorite questions to ask yeah, and then I pick right. people's brains you know for free and get us some investment <laughs> okay and he was the first person ever to respond that way yeah ever to respond that so way so it's my fault and, well kinda you have to own the responsibility of because yeah. we have to we do we have to you own the responsibility of how you want people to identify yeah. you yeah. so that's because what you're gonna putting... identify with whatever you value whatever yes. whatever you that's hold value good. whatever is worth something to you I don't care about that so I was putting my worth in my it wasn't even people it was me and they yeah. portray they project <laughs> you know and you recognize yeah you know Mm. But it's at the moment I was like, oh, I had that conversation, mm. like, but, but yes, it was such a, a you know a beautiful exchange, and he was young, he was in his like early forties, late thirties. Wow, and, you know, and so he, what did he do? He was a business owner, and he actually does like um, what do real you call estate it? portfolio. No, he does like uh, investment portfolio reviews, and he doesn't charge people. So what he does is you can have, say you have an investment with Charles Schwab, you have it with Lincoln, you have it with several other people Mm -hmm. and you pay basically financial advisors to manage your portfolio for you. And a lot of people don't realize that they're basically making a lot of money, not telling you or doing anything with your investments. You know, you make, make a little bit of money, but they don't explain to you the process. So he'll do it for free. Explain the process. Explain to you why you're not making money. And then he literally makes his money off of people tipping him. Cause he doesn't charge. Oh wow! Wow! Is he is he also uh, a person who will manage a person's portfolio? He doesn't. Do he that. won't because oh, wow. you have to have certain licenses. And he right now he has several young children and he wants to spend time with children. He doesn't want to be studying. We had that whole conversation. I was like, well, why don't you just? And he was like, I, I just told you what I did and I mm-hmm. like what I no ooh, ooh, ooh. I was like, okay, so no, listen. I literally to your point. I was like, well, why don't you just do this? And you know, of course, obviously you'd be making more money. He literally was like, I just told you what I did. And I like what I did and I'm happy. Mm. Meaning he's a dad. He's a husband. And he was like, so why would I feel the need to do? Because in my mind, it was like, oh, you could be making more money. I but he literally that. was like, he Listen, checked me too. That's a whole right. He literally was like. Brother. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> no, it was. It was. And our great. whole conversation started because I met his wife. And his wife actually goes to a church where we go. We you know, go to their events sometimes. And she teaches like a financial class um, at that church. But either way, you know, we just hit it off really, you know. That's super cool. I I like that because even when you tried to put pressure on him to deviate. And I did. I was like, well, why don't you just come in so much? I was like, that's tip. No. I think it's it's because it's natural for us. Yeah. Yeah. Like me and my husband were just talking about this the other day. It was like, why do we always make everything into a, um, a stream of income because in that moment after he checked me yeah. he was like you know and i i knew in that moment what i presented to him was like oh she'd like money she just want yeah. money yeah All i mean i don't about is money i don't even think it's that you putting a stream of income to everything even though that could be true too but it's almost like you project what you value right yeah. what's important at yeah. that time and i think even for me like going back to like the beginning of my story it's just kind of like I remember being like, everyone thinks that I got my job because I'm pretty or I'm this or I'm that. So I have to work five times as hard hard to prove to you Mm -hmm. that I deserve this job, that I do a good job. And it's like, even though you're projecting on me what you think is of most value for me, it's like, no, like 
I'm a hard worker. I come in early. I stay late. I have attention to detail. And so it's just like, I think that us as people, we look at a person and what we value, we project this thing that that's what they should value or that's the thing that we are attaching their value to sometimes. So I relate so much to that because mine is kind of the opposite to you and Lauren. So for me, I didn't finish my college degree. So I literally had to work from the bottom up and I take pride in that and it's pretty dope. But either way, like I felt like I had to work so much harder harder than the people that just came and graduated school because I didn't have a degree mm-hmm. I felt like I did not have time for relationships and mainly because now that I think about it it wasn't because I didn't want a relationship it was like oh no I need to make sure I'm positioned this way and I ain't got time for anything that's going to distract me so yeah. much so that my friends would call me like the Jordan of the bunch from I don't know everybody has seen the best man and Jordan was the mm-hmm. workaholic the one who never really had a relationship mm-hmm. she been talking to some people but yeah. she was you know the career woman I thought Jordan was a boss back then I though. Do. Yeah. But now I relate we in all the wrong ways. I realized <laughs> I was scared. But either way, you know, we do that. And I had put my value in an education that I did not get and I felt like I didn't compare. So I would work ten Extra times hard. as hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that because I actually felt the same way that you felt. You know, even with me going to college, like y'all we've shared this before and I'm like, yeah, I had no college experience. And that's genuinely mm that was life for me. Like I did not prioritize relationships or even building networks. I went to a huge school where I should, I should know everybody that do any and everything, right. you know? Yeah. And I know nobody because that I did not prior, prioritize that. You I literally work. And, and I would, okay. I might laugh, but when I was in school, I used to boo hoo cry over a B plus. Like mm. I would be like, having almost like Randall off of this is us like having like <laughs> anxiety t- anxiety attacks. attacks over a B plus because I, I used to tell my parents I was like that means that I was just only two points away from an A mm, I would wow. literally like put that pressure on myself so I was like I cannot talk to nobody no I don't want to have a relationship with you mm. I have to get in this book to figure out why am I only two points away from an A don't wow. give me a B plus I want mm. an A like I deserve an A and I used to literally be on edge wow just like that you know that's when i say like when i put pressure on myself like it's legit pressure so i did not build relationships with people i did not i did not try and go out to the parties i did not try anything that that seemed extracurricular mm-hmm. i was like i'm not <laughs> i'm, I'm not, not gonna going. do it i'm gonna pick up this book <laughs> i'm gonna read and i'm gonna figure out why am i only two points away from an a wow i remember one of my oldest mentors i will never forget when um, I got engaged for the second time, I think it was. Um, and it just so happened that everybody in the office at that time where I was working had gotten engaged. It was like three of us that were all in her office got engaged like back to back to back. And she said, mm, I'm going to have to get me some new people working here. And she was like, because she was like, I, I just I need women that are focused on their work. And she was like, um, she was like, one thing about a job is. You know, most of the time, your career will never wake up and tell you it's leaving you. She's like, that's one thing I know for sure. And walked out the room. And it was really interesting to me because at the time, that was something that I had already, like, been thinking about and considering. But it's amazing to me how the circle of people that you're around influence what it is that you put value on. And so if you're surrounding yourself by women or people who are telling you that being a wife or a mother is the most important. Then a lot of times you allow that to affect you and to move you into that space. Yeah. Or for me, if I'm around 
boss women. I'm talking about women who are millionaires, who aren't married, may have kids, but they got businesses. I'm talking to moguls. And they're like, nah, nah, I'm good. I don't need to get married. For what? To split my money with somebody who don't work as hard as me? To have my heart broken when I can love my career and it will love me back? And I think sometimes coming to a space of valuing yourself and understanding work, it takes a lot of unlearning. Yeah. And a lot of unloading what you've been programmed to believe your value should be rooted in. Absolutely. I love that you say that because for me, my unlearning process was actually moving here to Atlanta. Me too. Um, I felt like I had to begin to remove myself from a, a comfortable environment because honestly, I felt like, how can I phrase it? I felt like when I cry. went, no, nah, I, I ain't cry. <laughs> but I felt like when I went home, um, it was the constant reminder. It was the constant reminder of like, yeah, Lauren, you out here killing it. Yeah, Lauren, you went to college. Yeah, Lauren, you did this. And then for me, that was like additional pressure. It was like, yeah, now I have to be great, not only for myself anymore, but I got to be great for all these people that are thinking that I'm this, that, 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 and the third. Like, I didn't tell people that I failed a class at UF. Like, I'm telling y'all, but I, I literally, everybody, everybody yeah. Yeah. but I, I didn't, I felt like I couldn't share that with anybody because I was like, they're going to think I'm a failure. Which class was it? Uh, so there's this class, uh, it's pretty much about mechanical engineering and, um, about the environment and how well, all of that definitely failed it. <laughs> but Listen. you know what's crazy? I was, I failed the class not because I could, couldn't like retain the knowledge. I failed the class because I was so stressed with the pressure of everything else. Mm-hmm. I lost it. I just stopped going to class, period. I didn't fail the class cause oh, I couldn't. Wow. Cause I couldn't do it. I just stopped going to class. I was like, I, I told my parents, I was like, I'm, I can't do it. I can't go to class. And I was like, uh, you kind of need to go. Cause <laughs> I was like, no, I, I just can't do it. So I literally stayed home and just was in my, my funk. And so I failed the class. Wow. So when I took the class over again, I had, it was additional pressure because at UF. If what is you, failing? Failing is like D. No, failing is like you got a big old F on your transcript in college. She didn't go to class. I didn't go to class. I didn't take the test. I just stopped. Where going. was you? Home. Sobbing. Yes, I was in the phone. Like, but I'm just like. I said what I said. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it sounds crazy and ridiculous, but like literally that was my experience. I had literally begun to put so much pressure on myself to be a perfectionist when in actuality, like perfectionist isn't isn't doing things perfect. It's like, it's like what you said, it's the learning and the unlearning of things. It's yeah. the knowledge of getting to know what works best for you. Yeah. Um, and I had to learn that college literally taught me that college taught me that I could not look at my peers. And like you all said, compare the fact that, Oh man, all these, I'm going to be honest. This is what was in my head. I was like, all these white kids are killing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And here it is. Like, first of all, I talked to all my black friends. They didn't even get into UF. Why did the Lord allow for me to get into UF? And then all my friends can get into UF. So now I feel like I got to do great. I got to be all, I got to be this, that, one. This, that. Right. right. And so I was literally putting all of this pressure on myself. And then when I was getting B pluses instead of A's, I was like, I'm inadequate, you know? Wow. And they was probably barely in the class, but you over here. That's crazy. I I used to have a recurring dream that it was a class that was on my schedule that I forgot to go to. <laughs> and I used to just wake up like, oh, my God, is there a class that I missed? <laughs> Bruh, it's literally in college. It would be like a recurring dream. Like, I forgot to go to this class and I failed it and I failed college. 
because it was that one. But I used to skip. I think it was astronomy. I think Damn, I got I like a I C skip. minus or something like that. It was horrible. I don't even remember what you learned in astronomy. I guess it's sun and moon and stars and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how sun I got that class. I was a communications major. I, I don't know. All of this makes me think about, especially when we're talking about comparison, like what's your measuring stick? You know what mm, I mean? Like, yeah. what's that thing you're using to gauge what failure or success or whatever is you put the value on, what that looks like to you yeah. is what's on your measuring stick. And the funny thing is, is when that measuring stick breaks is when that unlearning process yeah. starts. Yeah. yeah, learn, learn. I didn't call it Learn, learn. I am country. <laughs> learn, learn. Learn and talked about, um, you know, school and how that was, you know, part of an unlearning process for her. For me, it was being laid off. Like when I got laid off in 2017, man, I just, I don't even have the words. Like, I think it was like a, I was tripping, tripping and I didn't want to deal with it because it was just like, she disappeared from the world. (laughs) I was like, where is Sharday? The whole world, bro. The whole world. And it was because to me, it was like, my life is over. Like. I've I've worked since I was 12, okay? I started working for my godfather at 12, okay? Like, when I was in college, I would drive home to work, you know, Friday nights, weekends. Once I was working in corporate America, I was still contracting and doing catering, like, had my own little side stuff going on. So when I got laid off and I had nothing lined up, it was like, yo... I'm worthless. Like, yo, like, who are you? And then it's funny how when you lose the thing that you valued, then you also start looking at all of the other stuff that other people value and you realize you don't got none of that stuff either. So it it makes you feel even worse. So for me, it was like, dang, like I lost my job and I ain't got no man. (laughs) Dang. And I ain't got no kids. Lord. Well, imagine if you had kids. Okay, that's what I was like. Okay, so we want to be broke when I right. went, went, having a whole family going through this. But I guess I can understand I'm your perspective. I'm just saying. You just, you, you, it's like you, if you don't understand that your worth is in God, right. when the thing that you value the most is ripped away from you, you go grasping at straws, trying to find another thing. And it's the word that's coming up in my spirit. It's like idols. It's like you idolize yeah. one thing. And literally in the Bible, it talks about it, how like when one idol went away, it's like they just found another one. Like, yeah. oh, let me just go get me another idol. And I think, you know, it was like that where it was like, oh, my God, you know, I lost this one. I need to find something else to attach my my value to. I got to be valuable at something. It's almost like as you were talking, it's almost like filling a void with trash. Yeah. You know, mm. Because it's like, yeah, you have a void and yeah, you're feeling it, but it has a funkiness to it. You know, trash yeah, stink produces stinks. It stinks. It produces stinks. <laughs> trash stinks, but it also brings on things that you don't even want to be around, like yeah. insects. That's true. You know, mold. Like, and literally, some of us are filling our lives or filling our voids with, with things trash. like that, and we're molding. We're now having incest that are feeding off of our trash. Did you say incest? Incest. Oh, some of her incest. Lord, I know. I know. I realized that. I was like, now wait a minute. I didn't didn't realize I had like an accent until this podcast. But anyway, besides the point. Um. Yeah, I just say be be mindful of that. That whatever you're filling your void with, that is is it. You're filling your void with God. Like you know that you're seeking God for direction instead of filling it with trash. 
you know? Yeah. And whatever yeah. idols you have, just make sure, you know, cause we've all been there. Idols are literally man made. So it always yeah. amazes me how in the Bible, when it says they made idols out of idols out of silver and gold, it's like, you literally are worshiping something you put together, like an Ikea box. Like you literally just <laughs> put it and you made it together. And that's the thing that you're worshiping and that your life and your foundation is built upon when at any moment it could be, you know, taken, taken away, away from you. Like to your point, we just have to get back to making sure that our foundation and what we're putting our value in is nothing but the word God. yeah yeah the bible says Amazing. to seek ye first oh, oh come on now i'm sorry don't Just, lie <laughs> God I'm sorry. Come on, I feel a word. But, but no that's what came to me as you all was talking the bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of god so make sure that in everything that you're doing you're seeking god for it that you're not you know deviating that attention on what looks good or what you think will make you look good right. or propel you so that when people call out your resume, it's almost like when you when you see those guest pastors come to the church and they sitting at the chair, legs oh, crossed, Lord, I remember and they playing the video <laughs> or they, they reading their bio and their head is just lifted up yes. high. But it's like, I'd rather have God shout out what he's done in my life, you know, or for people to see the God in me right. than for my peers to, you know, say, oh, girl, but she did this, she did that. Because when things fall apart, they're going to be the main ones, too, that's like, oh, girl, but, you know, you know she lost a job. Or you know she failed that class, right. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean, I think, I think I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, and I have to honestly say that for me, it's still a process. I think that yeah, absolutely. I literally on a weekly basis have to say my worth is in God. Yep. Um, I'm about to go real churchy, but what I feel in my heart is on Christ, the solid rock I stand. Yeah. All other ground is seeking sand. Like it, it literally is the truth. Like if I rest my value, my worth, my peace, my joy, my anything, if I rest it on anything outside of God, I'm setting myself up for failure. And I think that when I recalibrate my mind and I think renewing your mind, why the word talks about how it's so important to continually renew your mind is because literally like every other day I have to say my worth is in God. My trust is in God. I trust God. It's not on me. I can't do it without God's help. And I think in doing that, it keeps me from this space of attaching my value to my work or how good I did at being an employee or how good I did at being a fiance or how good I did at whatever, because it's like, I'm always going to fall short. But the thing is, if I fall short, I have to understand that God, you know, he makes up the rest. But not only that, if I fail in the natural, I'm not failing God in the spirit right. that God is still pleased with me. That's so. good. I had a whole visual as soon the whole time she was talking. Mm -hmm. Really, I did too of a house. I had one of a boat. Oh, really? Okay, let's talk about it. Go ahead. You know, I like yours. Yours sound better. <laughs> but no, it doesn't matter about how it sounds because okay, it's two different revelations. Okay. But when she said on the solid rock I stand, I, I, I literally started seeing the truck pour the con concrete. Uh -huh. You know, concrete is aggregate and aggregates is rocks. So it's like I don't they, even know what aggregates on, is, but okay. <laughs> so, you know, I got a new word for rocks. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't aggregate. <laughs> Aggregate means rocks. That's yes. what she just said. Well, concrete is made of aggregate. Aggregates okay. is just pretty much rocks that have been, you know, shredded down to like minimal Little rocks. Pebbles. Ooh, okay. all right. Yes. Aggregate. Okay. Yeah. So when she said on the solid rock I stand, that's literally what I, I started to see. I started to see the laying and pouring of foundation. Mm -hmm. And it was like if your foundation isn't 
right or if your foundation is cracked or if you got a little bit too much because when you mix concrete you're mixing it with the aggregate with the water water yep and then you have to allow for it to cure you if you if all of yeah. that ain't a perfect mix you know that house is gonna fail and I feel like I can only speak for myself. I feel like I've been mixing a little bit too much instead of <laughs> allowing God to lay down my foundation. No, that's you real. know, I wasn't I was standing on a rock, but I had my other foot on something else. I was on the grass half, you know, halfway on the grass, halfway on the rock. But, okay. you know, but, I, you know, I'm now trying to understand, OK, on the solid rock, I'm going to stand. OK. What about this boat, though? The love boat? Mm hmm. Like when she said, um, you just mentioned, you said something about, you know, like you may fail like in the physical, but you never feel God in the spirit. And for me, like it, I had a whole little thing. I think I'm gonna have to write. I'm gonna have to write in journal this tonight. But I literally had a representation of a boat and how God is the anchor. Like it doesn't matter where you go in this world or whatever situations your boat takes you. The anchor never leaves the boat. It is always with the boat. Yeah. And at the end of the day, no matter your situation, if he dropped that anchor, you bring you right back to him. He bring mm. you right. So no matter how far you try to get, no matter how wherever you try to go, if that anchor is cemented in that daggone ground, you're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Eventually you're coming right back to him or he's going to retract back to you. So no matter the situation, like he is always the anchor, no matter how far you drift or where you think you're going or wherever it is, whoever is on, else is on your boat that ain't got no business. Whatever yeah. the case may be, like he's still there and he's always with you and you it's impossible for you to fail him. Yeah. Cause your work is in the Lord. I think too, um, I know Ayana does this a lot about the practical. Um, as you all were talking, I started thinking about circles and like your circle of friends. Yeah. Um, and it made me think of like my circle of friends once I pursued my masters. Um, those circle of friends were really, really hungry, which I think is great. Because they were really, really hungry for their degree, really, really hungry to establish in themselves and their career, mm -hmm. et cetera. But um, once I graduated and I started hanging around you all and you all became my circle, um, I really see the big difference. The big difference is, is in everything that we do, we consult God. And it's like um, when I was in college, because we were all so hungry for the tangible things, um, God never was mentioned. You know, and I, I've I've seen us in our conversation where we're like, girl, I'm pursuing this job, you know, but I'm worried about how much they're going to pay me. Like we've had we've generally had those conversations and each and every time somebody responds with, why are you worried about how much they pay you? Like if that's what God has called for you to do, he's going to make sure that whatever your heart desires or whatever you need for that period of time, he's going to provide it because that's what his word says. And I think that's the practicality behind all of what we're saying is that make sure that like you're around people that are building up your faith. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. iron. Yeah. So it's like make sure that you have someone that is also sharpening you, you know, making sure that whatever decision that you're making, yes, you can always be hungry. You know, that's cool. But also make sure that you're hungry for Christ and that you're consulting him regarding whatever it is that you want to that you want in life, because the Lord doesn't give you those visions for nothing. You know, like we talk about that all the time, even with you and I, like marriage and kids. It was like the Lord didn't put this on our heart right. to have kids or to be married for nothing. Right. Like, why mm -hmm. would he put this on our heart? Right. Um, and so that's like the constant reminder. It's like, OK, God, you're putting this in my heart. You're giving me the desire for it. So I'm trusting you that yeah. it's going to come full circle. And um, I have friends that are believing in God and, and, and putting their adding their faith with mine, you know, so that and encouraging me in the faith so that when my faith begins to waver, you know, they're there to build me up spiritually, too. Yeah. So. yeah.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Do you guys? I think I got one more thing to say before. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing at me? I um that last part you said about just like having friends to pray. I um this last couple of weeks, I've been so intentional about just like calling people to pray, like realizing that it's a fight. Like when you get to a space where you remove idols from your life, it's almost like once you get to the point where you're like, no, literally on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Like when you get there, it's a fight. (laughs) And it's like, you feel like, am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right way? I was literally having this conversation earlier today. Like that's crazy. It, it wow. And it's like, am I focusing on the right thing? I feel like God told me to do this, but it just don't feel right. It's not adding up. I'm not making, you know. And it's somebody feeling like this. This was in my my spirit right now. Um, I'm not making the money that I want to make. And and not only am I not making the money that I want to make, but I'm also not seeing the notoriety that I feel like I should be seeing. And I'm tired. And it seems like it worked better when I was with my idol. It seemed like I was getting further when I was focused on the thing that everybody else is focused on. And God, now that I'm focusing on what you want me to focus on, it's a fight. Can I, it's funny because the conversation that I was having earlier kind of tied in with that. But I was saying, I was like, I don't know why it seemed like when it seems like when you know, you know where, how to move with things and how to trust God. Mm-hmm. And, but you're looking at other people and they are literally doing rituals or having this formula. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they are getting success out of that formula or, you know, every morning I, I burn my sage and I do my, you know, <laughs> all that type of stuff. The universe. And the know? universe. And I manifest. <laughs> yeah. And I'm manifesting and all of that. And I'm, I'm saying like, Lord, how <laughs> <laughs> they manifesting with crystals and stuff? And I'm like, okay, Jesus. Uh, it's a meme that I saw the other day. It was oh, like, I, I saw that. All right, Lord, um, you know, let me know. Give me my I'm tracking. Not right. you. I'm not rushing yeah. you, but, but give me my tracking info <laughs> for my blessing. You yes. know, so yeah, keep going though. But that's crazy. But yeah, and I and I got to the point where it was like I recognized it was the enemy, and I was like, I'm gonna need some help. And I remember <laughs> my best friend. One of the first people that I turned to was my fiance, and I was like, "I am being hey, like, your what fiance, okay, <laughs> And y'all are hilarious, but I was like, "Yo, like, hey, like, I'm being like tormented, like, just thoughts of just crazy stuff." And I'm just like, "This ain't this ain't of God," and he was like. Well, you need to just pray it away. You know how guys just be like, man, you so practical. Yeah, so just practical. Pray it away. God, no. <laughs> right. Like, why did you even bother me with this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know how to fight this. You know how to win. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to have a whole conversation. No, Emmett is on some. Where is your guest list? <laughs> <laughs> have you confirmed this? Where is the wedding website? And I'm just like, give me a second. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> pray it away so you can focus. On <laughs> Literally, your life is ready to be married. Can you focus on what I need you to do, <laughs> baby girl? He's focused on you. Y'all are hilarious, but um, but I'm like, yo, like I'm just, it's not, and 
And he was like, mom, you know, you prayed about it. And I was like, for this thing? I was like, I've been praying. I said, but it's something about this agreement thing where like, if the two of you should touch and agree Come on. on anything on earth, then it shall be done. And I was like, I need you to pray. I was like, because I've been praying. And I mean, I'm strong prayers and all of that stuff. Like I could pray. But something about my prayers, it just need it just needs some agreement. It just need, you know, you know, it say one could put what? It's one thousand to fly, two ten thousand. I said, this might be like one of them ten thousand type demons or something like that. <laughs> so I'm gonna need two for this one. You know, them one thousand ones I be having, but this ten thousand thing, I'ma just need you to just add your faith to mine. Literally, like he prayed and it was like after that it was like it shifted like it was something in me that like flipped on and it was like nah like my value is in God my worth is in God and God's got me and when I did that it's like things just started being like do 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 and so I say that to say if you're listening um don't suffer in silence and you know your process of coming out of a space of idolizing something and moving into that space of really trusting God and really mm-hmm. seeing yourself as worthy of what it is that God has for you and your value being tied to the fact that he says that you're valuable. Um, get you some community, get you some friends, get you a girlfriend. Um, one of my good friends, Felicia Goings, because it's a bunch of Felicias around here. Uh, we literally pray like a good three mornings a week, like low-key like ayo you up let's let's get this prayer in you know what i mean and it does something it changes things so that's all i wanted to say i want to say i know we talked about the practical too so i think we should give them another practical so if they struggling with their words or if they not really trying to you know they ain't really got that community just yet, you know. I just say this. I did, The first thing I thought about practical is I feel like when you're struggling with your worth, you are, your bank is low. And we ain't even talk about that other side of where you be accepting less than you should be accepting. We ain't talk about that side of worth. No, we. That, I feel like that's a part too. That's Jesus. a whole. Ooh, that's a, that's a whole nother one. But what I mean by your bank is low, like your spiritual bank is low. Because I feel like when we question our worth and we're trying to put our worth into different things, that's when spiritually we need to be filled up. Like I've noticed that with myself. I've noticed that in conversations with other people. I'm like, okay, so um, Pastor Carol, Carol Jones at our church, she says, She's like, but are you in your word? Mm. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. Like if somebody come to her and be right. like, I've always like seen her, but are you in your word? Right. So that like, that's the thing. Like, are you in your word? If you are questioning your worth, if you're questioning or putting your worth into different things, it could be a man, it could be your kids, it could be whatever your job. Are you in your word? So I feel like, that above everything like that's the first question that you got to ask yourself and then the next thing is like okay well how do I get into my word just start somewhere put on a message just start some just start somewhere like it doesn't have to be perfect because I feel like people go down this maybe rabbit hole in a way Mm -hmm. and they feel like they can't dig themselves out so they just stay 
in that place and it just it gets worse um amen all right did you have another practical denise or i was going to invite them to come kick it with us at the conference too (laughs) why you had to say it like nah i just i I mean i was because um all everything that we're saying is is great and it is practical. It's things that you can you know yeah. take. But what you. what conference though? Like what is the the conference? worst conference? Uh-oh. The what? The worst conference? The what? You know the what I planned it or whatever. Ay. Ay. <laughs> All right, guys. So what's the worst conference? The worst conference is um. You want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so the world all the energy too. She was excited. She was excited. You don't understand. Like these conferences be birthed out of labor of love. love. Yeah, Um, so it's literally a conference about instilling value into women. Them understanding who is it, but who is it led up by? Like what? Like oh, the Radical Women's Ministry. Mm -hmm. It's their conference hosted by Pastor Taffy Dollar. Mm Um, taking place March 19th through the 21st. Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna be there, sir. At Jake, the best church in the world, World Changes uh, Church International. Dee Freeman, Todd, Miranda Curtis. It's gonna be fire. Save but Girl Secrets. Sarah Jake Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Save Girl Secrets. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the sessions are like really intense. There's one called Curves, which is an intense session on um, self-esteem. And image and body and all of that stuff. Um, we have Still Worth It, which is a panel that I'm a part of. Come on now. Um, and it's just Sade Presley. Oh my gosh. Presley or Future <laughs> Mrs. Orr. Um, but basically a panel all about how your past doesn't disqualify you from what God has already established as your predestined future. And we have the beloved men's panel that everybody loves. I mean, I'm, like, I'm kind of excited. Every about year, that. everybody yes. loves it. My bro, uh, Willie Moore Jr., of course, is on the men's panel. It's hosted by Katie Bow. Um, they got an Omega man on there by the name of Dr. Rashad Tao, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, and then a, a good friend named Gabriel Pinto is also on there. Um, but it's going to be good. It. Um, I think that every year. It just builds and builds and builds mm-hmm. and builds. It's true. And it's kind of like, it's not just the sessions, even though the sessions are amazing. There's a session on finance. It's called Charge It, just about women and how you shouldn't be, you know, low key and what it is that you're asserting as your value for your business or for whatever. But I mean, it's about community and fellowship. We have a work festival that's going on during the afternoon, during the days, which has like this 360 cam. I think that's probably my favorite part. She is so excited about this 360 cam, y'all. I had went to a party and I didn't get to do it. Just be ready on her Instagram okay. after I the conference. I literally was like, oh, we ordered this for the conference. You're going to see some 360 <laughs> pictures. I am going to be the first one to take a picture on it. Well, it's a video. It's like a whole little 360 video thing. So I'm excited about that. And then um, food truck park, like music, DJs. We got a pre-event pajama party. And I mean, tickets are literally $55. Like I've been looking at conferences and tickets for like a three-day conference. There's literally 11 sessions, you know, throughout the course of the week. Right. Conferences be on like some 150, 250, 350 type stuff. Like For one day. $55. If you get a group of girls, group tickets, um... Just went up, so they're thirty five dollars for groups of ten or more. So, which is still pretty good. Which is 
Very good. And what are the dates for the conference for it's the ladies? March 19th through the 21st. Um, we actually do have a discount code. So if you use the code SGS, you get 50. We have our own discount code? Yes. yes. It's $15 <laughs> off. So your 55 go down to $40. So it's okay. SGS? SGS. And it includes all of the sessions. It includes everything except for the pajama party. So mm-hmm. Hey, sis, come kick it with sis, us. Sis, come kick it with us. We'll be at the Word Festival on Thursday and Friday. Perfect. The one thing I'm excited about for the conference is because... Uh, Lauren gave some really good feedback of that circle, having a circle of friends like our this conference gives you so many opportunities to connect and build your mm-hmm. own community. So if you're listening, you don't have that group and you ain't got them girls. You can Kim say to hate us, but make sure you, you understand mm-hmm. that when you get there, there is a possibility for you to align and connect with women and truly build a community. So. Take yourself on a date to the conference by yourself. Yeah. You know, it's nothing wrong with going. It's. It is so much fun going places by yourself. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that for my 30th birthday, actually. So, you, but you're right. Okay. Yeah, I'm crashing. She, she's not going by herself. <laughs> that was, Let's that was a Denisa joke. have her moment. Uh, nah, bro. We can she, celebrate no, outside of that. People. Right. We ain't we, doing we, that. We can still celebrate with her. We no. Going. Right. They take people. We said what we said. And it's that whole mama. Y'all see them taking serious how that dad. Anyway, y'all make sure and they not have a chance to take Denise to the Worth Conference. All Rose Lita Atlanta. Yes. (laughs) Come on out. March 19th. All Rose Lita Atlanta. Um, Make sure and check out our Instagram if you forgot the discount code or if you forget or whatnot. We're going to have it on there as well. We'll also put up the flyer with the information and yeah. We hashing it out? Hashing it. What's our hashtag? I'm worth it. Yeah. I'm worth it. I'm worth it. Hashtag I'm worth it. And also, um, if you have any worth it stories or if you're struggling with your worth or anything like that, please, please, please make sure and email us at savegirlsecrets at, at gmail.com. Gmail. And we be getting these letters. Next next episode, we need to go into these letters. <gasps> yes. Okay. We do. For real. On some real. Okay. So, um, and then also you guys can DM us because we do get your DMs. Okay. Yep. We get some That's letters funny too. DMs. We do. Y'all are hilarious. We love the feedback. Oh my goodness. It's such a blessing to hear that you guys are being blessed by this podcast. So, yeah, make sure and DM us. Um, hit us up on all of our social media accounts. It's at Save Girl Secrets all over the internet. Uh, anything else, ladies, before we go? Make sure you tell a friend and that that friend tell a friend and then that friend tells a friend. Yes. And tell bring a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes. Do we want to do a woman currently winning for today? Yes, all the women that are coming to <laughs> the I was going to say all the speakers for the conference. Heck yeah. We just going to throw up the graphic. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All, all the speakers. Okay. Because we have some amazing women who are Wait, speaking no, at the conference. We got Pastor on there. I don't think. Pastor who, darling? Well, we all the women. All the women. All the women. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Okay. Women. Yeah. Lauren making it, so. <laughs> Let the Lord use you. I'm yeah. We just going to put emojis on top of Pastor. <laughs> don't do that. It's hard to lady back. Oh Lord! All right, ladies. Be like Carlton. What's the Carlton guy for Instagram? Not Carlton Banks. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, all oh, the yeah. other pictures oh, he put his face on. Something is wrong with you. <laughs> we gonna pray for you. All right, guys. That is that is all we have for today. Yes. Be sure to find us on all social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets everywhere. <laughs> <Just said that. laughs> I'm a 
reminding them. <laughs> that's all, folks. Not really. <laughs> we just wanted to give y'all some extra laughs. That's all. Man, I love y'all. All right. All right, ladies. That is it for today. Love and peace, love guys. You. Love and peace. What you got to say? What you, you got to say? What you say? Good God bless you. See all right. You next week.